Welcome to the Bucket and Hoosier Show, the podcast that's all about community and competitive Rocket League. If you're new to Rocket League, it's a high-flying, fast-paced game that combines soccer with rocket-powered cars. It's a game that's easy to pick up, but difficult to master. And that's where our guests come in. We're talking about the best of the best in the Rocket League community to learn about their journeys, strategies, and tips for success. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, we've got something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and join us as we explore the exciting world of competitive Rocket League. Join us live Monday evenings at twitch.tv forward slash Bucket and Hoosier and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to catch past episodes. Be sure to hit the follow and notification button so you know when new content has been posted. Welcome everybody back to the Bucket and Hoosier show. We're going to do that intro again. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever you're joining us from. Uh, it has been a fantastic week. We had a great interview with Greg last week. Bucket, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Grand. All the things. It's been a great week. Uh, had a fun weekend. Coming right back into another great interview. We had Raw Greg on last week, like you said. We had um, him on for the third time. And yes. each time has just been more and more exciting. And he's more and more comfortable. And he gives us more and more insights. And I love it. So if you haven't checked out those, go check out those. But this week, we have another wonderful coach, someone who is near and dear to our hearts and who's making waves again. So wait, I'm excited. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Before we get to that. I'm excited. Um, I can't stop myself. Didn't what? you didn't you play? Stop. Stop it. Didn't you play in the stop. first round of open qualifiers? That's what they. That's the word on the street, man. Yeah, and, our dad's and squad. Di- was didn't didn't into you have to RLCS. play against? Uh, oh wait, yeah, we just said we talked to him last week. You had to play against Luminosity, didn't you? What are the chances? Honestly, so random. <laughs> we talked to Greg on what Sunday or Monday, and then we signed up at the last minute. Me and a couple other guys in our dad group, um, Oz and Loke and Defy, the, who was our alternate. Shout out to those guys. And we just hopped in the first rep match, and we got had to play this team that was maybe champ two, champ three team. And if we won that, we got to play Luminosity, um, who, as you know, Raw Greg was the coach. So yeah, we beat those guys two games real quick, and then played Luminosity and had a lot of fun, um, knowing that you know I'm sure they knew what happened because I was messaging Greg on the side like, "Hey man, I just scored on your boy." Um, <laughs> in game two. Game one, you guys put up a big goose egg, seven. Yeah, it was not. We didn't even know what was hitting us. They were doing <laughs> crazy things, and we had no boost, and it was no fun. It was fun, but it, it was no fun to have your back against the wall and feel like you want to do something. Um, but when you get a couple, everyone, I think, got a quick message from them, what a save or whatever on actual good plays, and so it felt good to play the game again. Um, they were stroking your ego a little bit. So what, Yeah, so- exactly. From someone who is a G- GC2, you know, we did have Greg make the comparison of plats to pros. Do you feel like he was pretty accurate in his de- the way he described it? Yeah, I mean, even at that level difference, um, there's just, it's such a big skill gap that you can't overcome it. I mean, um, I can't imagine a platinum team even wanting to be near what was going on besides just laughing and having fun. So. Well, we did, we did see in the first weekend, I think Furia put up like 48 to nothing on one team. So luckily you guys didn't have that happen, which was That's good. Right. 
So you held your own, but yeah, you guys got knocked down to the lowers. And you guys had a good, your, your team had a good run. You guys got real close to day two, uh, but you just couldn't get past the SSL team. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's right. There was a team of, uh, they all had the titles, which was great, but it wasn't even, uh, in that maybe even a better comparison. Those guys, we put up a really good fight against, right? Like, it was 2-1, 3-1. It wasn't even like a blowout by any means. We were competitive. We could have possibly won. But those guys, comparing them to the pro teams, the teams that made the top 16, it's, it's I mean, there's nothing. You can, you can even say it's a... MLB team playing a T-ball team. It just is. <laughs> oh, well, that's perfect. Well, that leads us straight into, I think, a good transition for our guest tonight. As Bucket alluded to, he is someone that is near and dear to our hearts. We've talked to him a lot, many a times, had him on the pod before, and uh, we've known him for a, year, a couple of years now. But coach of the young whippersnappers, the team that is catching RLCS by storm right now, it is none other than Jesu himself. Jesu, how are you doing, buddy? What's going on, Bucket? What's going on, Hoosier? My friends, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on again. It's always Dude. a blast getting up here and, you know, being able to talk about stuff. We're super excited to have you back on, especially when, like, we've seen you coach a bunch of teams now, many players who are now getting their shot and showing the community what they have. But your team in particular is no one thought that this team had a chance to go and here you guys are getting ready this week to go into the top 16. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. How many teams signed up for RLCS? It was like 900 something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't know how many of those were bubble teams, but there was a lot and to just think about it and be able to, you know, get into the top 16. It really is a, a bit of a, a dream come true, but also we're not done yet. You know, we're just getting started. Just getting started for sure. So for you guys going into day one, we kind of talked, you and I talked a little bit beforehand and I have already mentioned it, how Greg described, you know, Platts versus pros and, and how that can play into what goes on, on the weekend. And you said that you heard that and that almost became motivation for you. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to your podcast last week and I was happy that you guys got this going again. And uh, especially Greg. I mean, Greg is such a motivation for um, us as coaches as well. He's, he's he's a top tier coach. And listening to him talking about how uh, these SSL teams when they go up against the pro teams, you know, they start to move different. All of a sudden they're playing like the best players in the world. They just become a different animal. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's, that's going to be us. We're like, we're just going to take people by storm immediately off the get go. And so that was, that was, that was cool. But um, yeah, we had quite a few upsets actually um, through the run. I don't know if you want to talk about uh, the different games that we had to play, but almost being, yeah, Omelette being the the big team that we had to play against to to make it in, and uh, I I believe I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on their on their past rankings, but someone was saying that like, they used to be top eight or something along those lines, and yeah, we we did really well. Like we, quite frankly, kicked their butts in game one, and that gave us so much confidence. We came in there, I think we beat them six one or six two. It was a it was a blowout. And just to have that much firepower coming into game one, it really didn't matter what happened in game two or three. We already knew we could just, you know, score the goals and get it set up. So, yeah, it was a really good showing for my guys. We we beat them 3-1 um, and quite dominating. It was really good. That I mean, kind of like Greg said, right? You get that one in there and it's like, oh, okay, 
Like yeah. we can do this. We're here. We 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 belong. And it just kind of takes off from there. But yeah, Omelette being a team that you guys knocked out. I mean, Omelette is comprised of Lion Blaze, Daniil, and Percy. So those definitely are not names to, you know, that you just wave off and go, ah, no, we don't have to worry about them. So that's a big one. Who was one of your next uh, teams that you guys came up? Um, yeah, so the one before that was uh, Detonate. I'm just going to bring that up. That was Astro, Fifi, and Cosmic. Um and I, I think a lot of people had them making it through as well, or kind of favored to make it all the way. Um, and we went to game five with them. It was, it was pretty close, but the, it was the same kind of feeling in that series where they were scoring a bit, but we were scoring a lot. And because we had the confidence on our offense, it was it was just, you know, we, we had so much confidence coming into that series. And the other thing, too, that we kind of realized going up against Omelette is that they had been sitting from the upper bracket for so long. And we had such a really close and just a battle coming through that kind of semis to the to kind of get to them that we knew that we were already coming into this just with so much confidence. And yeah, I, I already knew it was going to be a good game from us. And and then the taking one six six two, yeah, it was incredible. Such a good feeling. Damn. Yeah, it yeah. always is nice when you catch a team that's actually kind of cold at that oh, moment, yeah. not not fully ready to go, and you guys are running hot and. Been, I mean, we we all know from playing in just the dad gaming tournaments, if you get stuck mm -hmm. where you're just sitting there waiting for like 20 minutes and you're trying to play as much free play as possible, but it just doesn't compare to when no. you're actually in play and having to think about what's going on and my reactions to everything. Bucket, what do you got? Yeah, that begs the question. And eventually I want to back up to um, getting the team together and all the things, but uh, this is kind of geared towards the format then do you think that there's something they can do to prevent things like that or is this just the way it is and you have to deal with it i know everyone's got their favorite type of it's, game modes and all that it honestly is just the way it is um and like so on the big the big leagues right what do they do they go and they scrim other teams in between right so they're still scrimming other land teams um until they actually make you know the grand finals so whoever's in that upper bracket, they're, they're screaming, they're staying warm, right? In an online format like this, I don't think anyone is is doing that. No one's, uh, you know, got downtime and is able to coordinate and, and get those scrims going. But they really should be because I think a lot of teams, what they're doing is, you know, they're keeping eyes on the bracket and they're free playing, but they're not really locked in like the same way that they would be for a scrim or a warm-up um, and coming off of a series where you're ultra locked in it's it's just not comparable right so it's very easy to catch teams off guard that way especially if you're coming through the lower bracket i could definitely see that it's just it it catches you off guard you almost wonder sometimes if like a top team would it's not ideal it doesn't look good on paper but if you drop down to a lower bracket just so you keep the the juices flowing and you don't have to worry about that stale <laughs> happening but there was I a can't thing, see right? them wanting to do that. There was a thing in the RCS for like so many years. The lower bracket run was like the people who were in the lower bracket made made the the like the victory for a long time. I can't remember when it was finally broken, but that was like the thing. Whoever was in the broker the lower bracket just like continuously came through and won. So it it yeah. is a common thing. Yeah. Oh man. So so you guys take down your second opponent, and who who could you guys come up after that? 
Yeah. Um, okay. So are we going all the way back to? I can I can give you the full. I mean, full just picture. what, just what you guys experienced going through the whole thing because you guys were or like the Cinderella story right now. Yeah. Well, let's. This is a good time I think to kind of start with pre RLCS, right? Like, how yeah. did the team get formed? You got brought That's on great. with with things, and you can kind of just break down, you know, yeah. wherever you want to start. Yeah. So, we, um, let's start off with first class because first class was a yeah. great team. Yep. It was going places, uh, mark my words. We had five up. We had um, Buffy. Those two working together was amazing. Um, and we made a roster uh, change to improve our floor as well, just try some things. And uh, it, we, we had brought on Vexy. And Vexy is just an incredibly mechanical player. And it was nice, like, uh, not just having, you know, five up doing all these peak shots. Like, Vexy was putting a lot of things in the back of the net. But... Um, as everything was coming together with that squad, Five Up got the pro opportunity to join Toasty and Andy. And we always told him, we will support you no matter what. If you get these kind of opportunities, take them. And he took it and he, he, he succeeded, you know, widely. Um, he, I think he got top three in one of the off season tournaments with them. Um, so just like, you know, hats off to Five Up, right? But it left us in a bit of an awkward situation. It was kind of stale. Um, Buffy was trying out with different teams. I didn't know what I wanted to do if I just want to take some time off and just figure it out. Um, so I, I kind of like was sitting in on different teams for different scrims, stuff like that. And uh, Young Whippersnappers uh, kind of um, asked me if I want to be their coach. Um, and I was thinking about it for a little while and I sat in on some of their scrims and their skill is like the mechanics were just insane, right? And Bucket, we always talked about it, right? What are the three things that a player's players need right in order to succeed right it's it's the raw talent a lot of these guys have it right respect and then the biggest thing usually is the work ethic right so respect work ethic right so and i use that as kind of my coaching mantra right and i'm like okay do they have the raw talent these guys are just you know they're oozing the raw talent right but do they have the structural components in place do they do they have the work ethic right and i'm like that's kind of where my strengths are as a coach and I just saw, okay, they have so much talent, but they're kind of lacking in some of these other areas. So I just saw a really good fit for me to come in there and kind of work with them. And it's been it's been awesome. The the team's been amazing. They've been really um, uh, receptive to 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 the coaching. So it's great. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of like great, where the off. Yeah, that's how I kind of landed with Young Whippersnappers. Yeah, I yeah, think we they, were all ready um, to see you go far with uh, Five Up and Buffy because we all knew how long you had been working with them. But like you said, mm -hmm. Five Up gets that opportunity. It's like, I, you have to take it. We don't, don't worry about us. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll get to where yeah. we need to get to. And to see him have the success that he's having after us three have watched him for the last couple of years and seeing how good uh, of a player he is. I mean, he, yeah, he's just nutty. I could talk alone about five up for hours. Uh, such a good kid, uh, good head on his shoulders and always the hardest working person in the room. And just he generally loves the game. Like we talked about respect, work ethic and, and talent. He has all those three check boxes and he didn't really need any coaching to be honest. He was just, he's one of those people that were ready to go out of the box. So yeah, he deserves all the success that's coming for him. Absolutely. But this new team, they also are on fire right now. I'm really excited to see where they go. This is it's going to be a really fun opportunity. Yeah, it's really good.
I like what you said too about um, your coaching style because we've talked to you before on the podcast, but we also know you um, kind of off of that. um, And it's really enjoyable to see how these young kids and even, you know, as they get into their adulthood too, um, look up to you and want to be super receptive to how you're coaching them and what you're saying and all those things. And um, it takes a, a certain kind of kid to have all three of those things. And you know what you're looking for. You know how to get it out of them. And I think that's what a good coach can do is they can pull out all those intangible things that maybe they don't even know they have. And I think that's what you've been able to do, which is why I think I tweeted at you today. Someone said, look at these uh, 10 players who have never been in RLCS rookies and they're in, they're in uh, the top 16 and you've coached four of them. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> true. That, that is crazy. And there wasn't like a lot of rookies in the previous seasons. Now we got a bunch and it's crazy to see. Yeah, four of them. Yeah, um, I coached. But yeah, you're right, Bucket. I, I feel like my coaching style, and I do want to talk about our players because I, I realized well, we I, said, I, I said young whippersnappers, <laughs> but, but I want to talk individually about the players because I really want to give them each their own little spotlight. They're, they're amazing. But yeah, in terms of my coaching style, um, I got to say I'm different. I feel like at least I personally feel like I'm different from what I've seen from other um, RLCS coaches. There's um, a lot of RLCS coaches. I feel like they're very game heavy. They, they know the game inside and out and, you know, hats off to these guys. They're amazing at that. Um, but they kind of go in and they kind of tell you how you should play and how to rotate and all these things. Right. My take on it is the players more or less. Yes, I like to I like to try different things. I like to try different play styles, and I like to experiment a little bit. But I feel like the players more or less they know how to figure this out on their on their own. And for me, I don't want to be an obstacle for them. So I don't want to t- force them to play a certain play style. I want to just unlock their potential so that they can build a team chemistry and play to their fullest potential. So that's really what I'm there for. And then structurally around them as well, I want them to have building blocks. So their environment's good, right? Talked about structural environment for these teams, making sure that that's the best they can be. Their mentality is on point and they all are, you know, they're all on the same page. They want to go pro and we're building on these little small successes. And it's like, you know, we're taking small steps, which will lead eventually to these big wins. So I feel like I'm a lot different than than other people in the way that I approach the game. I'm not sitting there telling them how to play, the, you know, Rocket League. I'm more so they're just kind of there for them as a coach. And it seems to be working. I don't know. <laughs> well, I no, all three of us have had side conversations talking about that in like in particular of what does it mean to be an RLCS coach and realizing that, yes, these kids, they know how to play the game. It's almost like you have to consider yourself like an NBA coach, right? You're not teaching them how to play the game. Like they know what they're doing. You just need to offer maybe a thing here or two that it looks like they're not seeing. But like, I think kind of what's become the theme of the podcast is um, having just like you said, structure in, in your daily life and what you're doing and applying not only that structure to yourself, but to your craft and these kids that are playing out their craft is rocket league. So how can you blend those two things together? And yeah, do you, I I think your, your work has shown that, yeah, there's something that you do bring to the table. I mean, again, 
you've been close to the main stage before and now yeah you've helped push a team through to um uh, the second round in the open qualifiers yeah yeah you know it's, it's super cool and like i mean shout out to uh rizzo james bot and um i i don't remember how to say his name i think it's pranav uh the, the guy who runs um the other bubble tournament uh bandits but he those, those three are, are doing you know amazing work with off seasons because we got to we got to feel that pressure um i got to feel it as a coach a lot of players got to feel it what does it feel like to be on the brink of making a main event what does it feel like to play against a pro team because we got multiple um encounters against pro teams and we took a lot of them to game five and it shocked us and we're like okay we can we can stand toe to toe what does it feel like to build that confidence and I think the support that we saw, yeah, it was a long off season and all that, but like the these <laughs> tournaments, the tournaments that we got to the to, to play in and develop up, I mean, they did an amazing job putting those on. I, I can't, you know, say enough praises to the guys that ran those and actually gave the player something to play for. Uh, but also to build the confidence and you got full teams making breakthroughs. TSM getting picked up. It was a bubble team. We used to play them in weeklies and we used to kick their, their kick their butts, and then you know they they made a few tweaks, and all of a sudden they're they're an S tier team. They're they're coming top four, and like you know these big tournaments, they swept their way into, or they didn't. I don't think they swept, but they, you know they made the way into the upper brackets through the RLCS quals. Like it's huge. That was a bubble team. Now they're signed by TSM, one of the biggest orgs in esports. It's nuts, right? That all came from supports. Like on the off season, it's super cool, super cool. So, so do you think, in your opinion, if we didn't have that long off season, there's a chance it just would have been the same old guard that we would have seen over and over? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, a, I don't think the a lot of the pro teams probably took it as seriously. Like they probably just took a bit of a break. You know, they scrum, they, they continue scrumming amongst themselves, but maybe not playing like tournament level settings, right? Um, like playing in some of these. Some of them did come down and play on them like Shopify and um, Luminosity did. Luminosity, yeah, yeah, they they did, and you know they they obviously did amazing. You know they're they're obviously top one, two, three, four, right? But um, they were still active. You know they're competing, right? <laughs> but there, there's others that weren't really competing as much. And uh, I, I do think when when you have uh, bubble teams that are grinding um, and really putting the work in and getting that exposure, that at some point because they're closer to the top like they're slowly gaining like there's a lot of teams that were very close uh like buffy's new team with uh, g-man and hazel i can mm -hmm. see them easily breaking into uh into an rlcs qualifier i think they had a maybe i don't know what happened with their run maybe they were just locked in or whatever that day but like that's a team i can easily see there's a bunch of teams that i could just point out that you know could could make breakthrough that are very strong bubble teams right now so so kind of as a whole like, I was a very big critic of all the changes that came out of how it was going, what it looked like. But I did say before, I, yeah, okay, you want to start this? Um, but I did say before it started, like, we do have to see, maybe we don't see what the positive is. And it does seem like the positive is that on any given first round weekend, everybody has the same shot. There isn't yeah. only eight teams that are going to get to the second the the whole second section like it it is it's wide open so now everybody has to compete yeah i mean i was looking at the bracket and there was definitely some easier runs than others for sure 
but I think as the seeding gets better over time, that'll that'll kind of work itself out. Um, but like, deleted had to play a game cartel blanc, um, which was uh, Zell Kamikaze and Og. They're they're good, um, but I think one of the easier kind of main event matches. Um, it was definitely going to be rough this time around because yeah. if they were doing seeding off of your MMR in game, it was like. Eh, there's gonna be some some things that slip through the cracks, but yeah. um, as you said, yeah, as we go forward, it it should work itself out. I I do wonder if they'll see certain players MMR and see that, well, maybe they've been playing on an alt account and they're not playing on their main just to keep their their MMR lows. So we're gonna still bump them up a little bit. I mean, there there's gonna be those little those little nuances in there, but and there's gonna be ways that someone's gonna figure out how to game the system, um, right. So, but it, it does after this first weekend, um, does feel like, oh, I don't want to say it. It does feel like it kind of was for the better right now. Cause the, oh the my God, he's no. admitting it. No, he's admitting it. No. And oh last my thing goodness. I wanted to do. Listen, but. listen. So I think you made some good points in there too. Again, that the, the brighter the lights are, the harder it is for some of these teams that may not have had that experience. And I'm super, that was a lot of fun to watch you coach and all those guys play in those cool tournaments throughout the off season. And that just yeah. goes to show that if you stay on top of things, um, anything can happen. And like everyone's alluding to the margin for error is so small at that level that you have to take every advantage that you can. And it seems like you guys did that. And, a lot to your coaching, but probably also a lot to the quality of players that you've been able to put together on that team and invited you over. Yeah, I mean, the team was kind of put together and I was just invited to join, but um, this was a team that already humble. had some... This was a, this was a team <laughs> you know, that... He's the most humble person in the world when it comes <laughs> to this. No, this is the truth. This, this, this team, they already had some success. Uh, so they... I, I mean, I want to talk about the players, right? You got realize mm -hmm. on the team, and um, I'll say that wait, three the wait, the realize. <laughs> yeah, I got to, we got to talk about that too. Not <laughs> not the one from APAC. So many people think that for some reason the realize that played in this tournament is also playing. It's not. <laughs> this is like the North American realize. He's a, he's a funny funny guy too. But anyways, um, realize we got Panda who's a, who's a Canadian, and then we also have um, Skippy. Right. And a lot of people. Okay, wait, time Skippy. out. Time out. I got it. this question just came to me because yeah, you yeah. panda. Do you in practice play the panda 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 sound clip? Dude, you're giving away my I was gonna play that like at a peak moment. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna play that. Like at, I'm waiting for him to peak and then I got it on the soundboard. I'm just gonna panda panda panda. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those those two, they um panda and realize have been teaming for some some time and they had been playing uh with jathan who's my close friend um and an amazing uh player as well and uh they had made a couple main events as well and we we were actually pretty close with it we scrimmed them quite a bit with first class so i knew firsthand what the team was capable of they've always impressed me um realize has just been this honestly he's weird he's like a wizard he just like spawns mechanics out of nowhere it's it's insane how creative he is and just if you ever watch him like in, in anything, any kind of tournament or anything, he just he's got the just these 
odd mechanics that will throw anyone off guard. He just he's able to beat players. Panda is like very good with his shooting, very consistent. Um, he doesn't mind being selfless, and he also has insane mechanics. Like he's super mechanical as well. And then they uh, went LFT because Jason decided to take a break from the game, and they picked. They tried out a few different players. Um, they actually picked up. I think it was. Uh, don't quote me on this. I think, I think it was Dinks. It might have been or someone else that starts with a D uh, bubble player. Um, and they took NRG to game five. Um, and I was like, that's impressive. Um, because, uh, yeah, no, it's just Im- impressive. And uh, they decided to try out some other people the following week. And they tried out Skippy. And Skippy played is a top contender in the NA salt mine. Uh, if you want to look up some of his results. Uh, insanely mechanical insanely fast paced um and just high energy too in the comms and everything just a vibe this um this kid has a, like a really bright future as well um and they ran some scrims with him it was like instantly there was a bit of a connection there um so yeah no i i, I gotta say honestly i feel like they're one of the more mechanical teams in north america they're insane with mechanics that's i mean that's like it's just right up your alley you and mechanical players seem to go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice because um, at that point, you're just figuring out play styles, right? What works, right. what doesn't work. So we tried, like, for the first week, um, we didn't really have a lot of time. So we played in a tournament. I think we did okay, but it wasn't, like, amazing. Uh, but we, we, the first week, we were just like, okay, let's just play, right? We just play, see how we do natural, right? The next week, we actually had some time to experiment. Um, and like we've only been a team for like what two and a half weeks i think something like that right so very very quick form um but that next week i actually had some time to try different play styles so you know try this player this position try this rotation pattern you know some of the traditional coaching stuff that people do right and uh we figured out okay what feels good what doesn't feel good that kind of thing right and then as we get closer to actual tournament time all that goes out the window. But because you've experimented subconsciously, they already know, right? They already know kind of where they fit best on the team. And then from there, it's just a matter of execution. We've already put, the, we've already put all the practice into play. Now, I don't want you to focus on thinking about what you need to do. It's just about going out there and executing and communicating and having fun. And the, you're, just, you're just taking the, you're trying to get them in a state of flow, right? Come tournament time. So, that's uh, that's what they ended up doing in day three, man. And when they got locked in, it was over. Like I, I, I swear they would have beat pretty much any team outside of maybe the, the top two. So, oh, you gotta love that. You, I mean, yeah, you're. It's literally the. It's it's become your playbook. With any players that we've watched you coach, it's it it's the it's the same thing. Nutty mechanical. They work well together. I just Jesu sprinkle a little bit here and poof. Look at us. <laughs> We're doing great. I don't want to take any credit though, because it's all it's it's the players, <laughs> man. It's it, at the end of the day, it really is the players popping off. It is. No, and and they are they're they're very fun to watch. The yeah. the clips that we got to see from the weekend. Um yeah, did they're you, did you see that one from Skippy? Yes, I did. It was so oh. good. Takes the ball up, plays it off the ceiling, continues it through for a triple reset, and then scores it. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it was just it, it you how do you I for me it's still like how 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 do you how, how do you do that? How how do you no, natural ability to do that? Yeah. Cuz it's 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 just it's all instinct and it's it's super impressive. These, yeah. These kids are just are just on on it right now. Yeah, yeah the raw. I'm, I'm the watching raw. it back right now, and it's just, oh, it's just it's disgusting, right? Yeah. It's disgusting. It's I know. Like you see that, and you're like, uh, yep, that's I. No, I, I sit down here and watch that. <laughs> you have always, to be creative, though, in some yeah. instances, and you have to have the ability to change on a dime or or do something that hasn't been seen in order to get past some of these teams and these players. And I think you're going to find that out more and more as you guys progress in your life cycle and their life cycle of the RLCS. So, yeah, you know, you did talk about some of the teams you played against. They were able to do some of these things too. Um, I'm betting it got harder and harder as you got into like the omelet to pull some of these things off, or maybe that's what you need. Are you able to like, is that the frosting? Like those things are great, but we have this other core or is there like, do your thing. Um, so when I like, when I, I feel like when I'm overanalyzing, um, you know, I'm always like trying to tell them how to open up the net. Cause like you said, defenders are like, they're, they're just way too good nowadays defenders. Um, so how do you, how do you open up the net? Right. Are you, are you doing infields? So, is, is the infield even even free, right? Or are they getting cut off? A lot of times they're just getting cut off. Like people are watching for that. Are you are you rotating forward, sweeping for demos, right? Gold, good old classic Rizzo rotation. Are you, <laughs> <laughs> are you are you using mechanics to pull defenders out in the way of the net, right? Like there's a bunch of things, right? And are you getting your hooks in for those deep demo or sorry, boost steals in the rotations and crippling them over time like there's a lot of these things that you can do to weaken your opponents and um i think our team naturally just does a great job with all of that with the mechanics um skippy plays so far forward he's always in their face like is he's on the ball he's he's, get, he's getting the demos he's getting the the deep hooks in and like they're all doing it so it's like i think naturally they, they're aware of all these things and and, and the different uh ways to do it so it, it has to come through naturally though it's not like I'm telling them like you'll go for demos, like force it, force it. Right. Because I, I don't think it works. It it's not gonna work that way. And a a great um kind of uh situa uh one of the situations like we played against this team. Um I'm trying to remember their name. I'm just gonna bring it up real quick. It was right before the detonate series, in person university. Um and great school guys, name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys, uh, I think it's uh, Wova, TNT, and Opbomb. And uh, they, they're, they're, I think individually, they're pretty highly ranked in like twos. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're top 100 players. Um, but I could tell in the game that they were trying to deploy a very specific tactic. And at that point, it was just so readable. It was like, you know, it's kind of like, it's, 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 I don't feel like you can get to the next level, but it got them very far. Their tactic was a very good rotational thing, right? But I don't, I don't think it was going to get them to that next level. They, they're kind of missing some of that natural kind of chemistry that our team had. So, okay. uh, but what it did do, to be honest, playing that team was the best warm up ever because so many teams are demo heavy 
and they were trying to demo us so hard we were able to avoid a lot of those demos and kind of prepare us for the next series and the series after that no that's yeah you you have to be able to do that and it's interesting to hear you say the like the tactic side of it and being able to pick up what they're doing um like were were the players picking up on that at all or was that something that you picked up on Oh no, when the players are getting like double demoed and <laughs> getting scored on and the, the goals that are coming in are like not amazing goals, if you know right. what I mean, they're very aware. It's bucket, <laughs> it was like bucket style goals against Luminosity. Yeah, right. What? You, Calculated. I mean, you did, te- you did technically get two goals on Luminosity. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, hey, what, what, was one of them a dunk on Rettles or did you fake him out or was that ping? Listen, it's not about me, man, but... Um, no, oh, come can, on. Can we, can we all, take a, can we take a moment things. to recognize that Bucket scored two goals against LG? Yeah, that's world-class, I mean, man. That, that is. Dude, that's, that's, that's... Come on. That is world-class. <laughs> I'll, I'll push some uh, clips out when as soon as I get the time. Super time. <laughs> you have to put it in your Twitter profile, too, that yeah, I scored two goals gift. on at Luminosity. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. But that's so those goals do happen though, right? Like um that's just the way it is. And you have to be able to overcome those little those little things in order to win. Yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely do. Um, but like drawing on that, like Bucket, he's sitting there talking about tactics and everything. You played legitimately. Was were you seeing the same thing or from like your standpoint, was it everything was going so fast, like from your no, they, perspective, Greg it. talked about this too, right? Was um, these pro teams or these teams that are used to this super high level gameplay, when they play a team that might not have that same skill set, they tend to play down a little bit or they tend to kind of get off kilter. And then when they go play these other teams that they need to do those, deploy those tactics on, um, they, they take a couple minutes, they're spinning their wheels, kicking the can down the road, can't really get started. But they just did it from jump. And this was their first game, right? We yeah. had to win a game um, in the first round. They had a bye, and then we played them. So it was their first game of the whole tournament. And they did not go easy. Like, they were, we had zero boost. They were demoing. They were doing all the things that they were just did, preparing themselves for that. that next part. And that's that's what you have to do. You have to be ruthless, and you have to employ those those aggressive play styles even when um it's seemingly easy to play down and i think that's the point right is you guys got a chance to play some teams that that prepared you for those other teams and that's really really good yeah no for sure um we had a nice kind of gradual transition the other thing too is like we we got to play against um deleted um in day two i think it was like top 64 match Mm -hmm. And um, they beat us in the best of three, but we weren't even, I feel like we weren't even really locked in that day and we still did pretty, pretty okay. I think if it goes best of five, we definitely have a chance against them for sure. Um, and uh, the, just the difference though, of being able to get that kind of like gradual warm up, and, and then like going from detonate who's very skilled players and then going into omelet, like having that transition of like, okay, good better best uh that really i feel like helped us and, and the guys as they were playing they went from like you know locked in super locked in to ultra locked in like there was no one stopping them no matter what and 
even if they got like they were getting scored on they got um Alma took a game off of them you know it was, it was close and went to overtime but Alma right. took a it took a game off them but it didn't matter like we were just focusing on us and what we can do and and our pressure and keeping the pressure and it was working it was it was amazing so no that yeah you you can't beat that um yeah you you really can't because you, you guys got the build up and it happened um and it and it went smooth i had a train of thought and then it just went away from me i'm trying to give it back but choo yeah choo choo it just went down the road um oh i know what i was going to ask you so you know, a lot of things that was being, one of the things that was being talked about is how the first part was best of three, and then it finally got to a best of five later on. And it just feels like the best of threes are really dangerous. Do you, do you have that same feeling? Do you feel like it should be all best of fives, or is best three just good to keep motoring through since it is 900 teams that had signed up? Um, I, I agree at a certain point, but I think it needs to be increased to like, at, at, at least I don't know. It, there's there's a bit of a balance now, but there was definitely a lot of close calls, and um, I think definitely there's a few teams like if it wasn't best of three, it went to best of five. They probably it probably would have had a different outcome. So even one of our games, um, it was like close. It was like I think we got the two zero, but it was like the first game they could have easily taken off of us, and it was like you know uh, I think like a a rank B team, which like we should not be losing to that team, but it's right. it's it's very it's very possible they take game one. Maybe the you know the guys are feeling a little bit off about that, and like they peak the next game. But just like Greg was saying, you know, the all you have all the pressure on you, and all of a sudden they're in a position where they're free and, and they're moving different, right? So um, yeah, I think best of fives are are the the best way to do it. It's good to get use the best of threes to kind of like get through the majority of it, but when it gets competitive like more competitive i feel like you need the best of fives to really see who's the better team but yeah well we'll get oh i think he's coming back jc you back can you hear me yes we can i'm sorry one of my kids was in the room and he like kicked the cord oh yeah we saw (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and it cut out if it had to be the goal xlr cord so you know it cut the audio i had to reboot it it was because it came back through discord i saw discord peak i'm like oh that wasn't me Oh, I thought Bucket like... was playing with the samplers. Oh no! Oh, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Yeah, post editing can fix that. It's all right. <laughs> it's not hard to do. All right. Yeah, so, that's right. This so getting ready show. to wrap we it keep up. Rolling. We mm-hmm. had a couple more questions. Big thing Absolutely. was, what was your guys' expectations going into uh, going into the weekend? Yeah. Um, so the expectation I was to kind of make it through uppers in day two. Um, I think we had the skill. To do that we kind of fell short on that so at that point for day three we we're going through the lowers and we just want to take it one game at a time um in terms of like overall expectations to be honest this team hasn't really been we made a couple main events in the off season but the rlcs main event is a lot different than um you know something like the draw so i would say it's a little bit easier to make the, the draw right so um we definitely wanted to make it at least close to the main event um but i think we definitely exceeded our expectations by being able to make it into the main event and because we're so new a lot of the stuff has kind of been untested i know individually these players are among the best in the world so it's like it's just a matter of how well we can kind of come together as a team at this point 
And I think they really proved uh, in their last two series just how capable they are on offense. Um, it's world-class. So I'm really excited to see this weekend really how far we can push it as well. Um, because like I said, you know, outside of maybe the top four, I really do believe we have the ability to upset a lot of teams. And beat them. I think you guys do too. I mean, your your first matchup is NRG, which from past history they've game five. They've almost done it. Yeah. And so now they got a chance to actually do it. I mean, so you have two thirds of the roster that played them last time. That's right. We have Skippy, who I would argue is one of the prodigies in NA. So our roster has gone up a lot since then. Um, we got the ice now as well. We got the confidence coming into this. Um, I will argue that their roster also has improved, though. Toasty is a solid player. He's he's a veteran. And yeah, I they think made he, a big. They made a roster change. Yeah, I, I will definitely say energy is stronger. We're definitely not taking them likely. In the past, I think energy uh, with Frosty um, was one of those teams where it's like they they have a really high ceiling, but their floor is also. A little bit lower than other pro teams so that you could definitely catch them off guard but now their floor is going to be a little bit higher um but that being said i think that if we bring our a game we can definitely take them take them for sure so how do you sort of prepare for the change in format going into the swiss stage is that something that you've talked about or is it just prepare for the first game and then take what we get afterwards um i i don't think it changes in terms of preparation um i mean right now we're trying to get the best scrims that we can the highest quality scrims and um but i think i we, we talked about it before like build the building blocks right so you, you take your wins right but you don't just take your wins and think all of a sudden you're a go-to team no you're getting back to work right and it's like we found that zone when we played against omelet right now, how can we take that? That's our peak, right? How, we, how can we take that and make that our floor? Every single time we hit the pitch, every single time we're on there, on the field, we are trying to play to that same level or higher. And so in scrims this whole week, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be trying to find that zone, stay in it, so that when it comes down to Friday and we're playing against NRG, we don't have to think too hard to get back in that zone. We've already practiced that the whole week. We're just going to go out there and play. And... That's what I want. I don't want them to have to feel any nerves coming into it. I just want them to get out there and peak, <laughs> like just just play. Yeah. That's right, man. You just play. you say it so elegantly, but at the core of it, it's we're not going to play anybody else's game or worry about what they got going on. We've got a game plan. We know what we're capable of, and we're going to continue to push that um, ceiling to be our floor. That's that's a well. Again, why you're able to continue to push these guys kind of up the mountain um, and, yeah. and keep them motivated. Not that they're not motivated, but keep them on the straight and narrow path to the top. Yeah, and I, I get it. Like, there's a very analytical side of the game. Um, I've dug in. I've done replay reviews. You know, I, I, could, I could dig in and take a look at the different play styles and see who's rotating where. You know, who's who's rotating forward, who, who's getting the boost, who's the mechanical player, who's setting up the plays, are they doing infields, how are they scoring? You know, I, I can digest that and kind of, you know, give it to the team, right? But I don't really want them thinking about what the other team's doing. 
I want them thinking about how they can score and how they can execute and how they can effectively communicate when it comes game time. Um, like, I think as the play unfolds, they're like, just naturally, they're already down. They already kind of know it's it's happening so fast, right? So um, it's really just getting them to the state of flow and keeping them there. And in the past with all the teams, the more analytical I've been, because I've tried that in coaching, the worse the teams have performed almost every single time. And uh, I feel like the more like hands-on coaching that you try to do, the more of an obstacle you become. And uh, the the best, every single time, the best times that the teams have always peaked, always performed well, is when they've grinded really hard the week of, they put the, the work in, and all they've had to do is get into a state of flow and feel confident. And when they bring that confidence and they're locked in and they're they're all communicating very well every single time, that's when they've all peaked and had these big upsets and had these big wins. And that's uh, that's really what I try to do with my coaching. I, not, I'm trying to get them not to think so much and really get, in, <laughs> get into that concentration state. And I can, I do some weird stuff too. I don't want to give away all the secrets, but I do some weird stuff in scrims too. Like, I do games where I tell them, we're not, we're not calming this game. They don't talk. <laughs> they don't, they, they don't talk. They'll, they'll, they'll play, they'll play, not in a tournament, but in, in a game for scrims, for warmups. Right. I tell them, guys, we're not going to calm this game. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, especially when I come on and the team's not really familiar with my coaching style, they don't get it. But you should see how that builds chem because they're learning to read the play visually. They're not just focused on the verbal elements. And it's another layer of communication, body language, like within the cars and stuff. And it just adds another layer. So we practice stuff like that as well. That's just, you know, there's multiple facets of team cam. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. I do want to say, even though I since I forgot to turn X chat on, uh, the owner of Deleted says uh, that he's down to set up a scrim. So you have oh, that yeah. going awesome. for you guys. Awesome. Yeah, they're a great team. Yeah. That's great, man. I mean, you just say it so many ways again, that just makes so much sense. And I hope um, players and coaches and anybody interested in what's going on behind the scenes gets to listen to what you're thinking, because this comes from years of experience at the level that some of these players are wanting to break through to, right? Like this is why it's so interesting to hear you talk because of the preparedness and um, all these little things that we've, you know, you and me have kind of chatted in the background about before, but seeing you continue to push through and making sure that things are um, always moving forward, one step in front of the other, one step in front of the other. No one's seeing all those behind the scenes efforts. They just see like, oh, this team beat this other team and they just broke through. Well, no, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into getting to this level, regardless if you've been there for a long time. Nothing's guaranteed this season. I think that was one of the things that some of the top teams were like, oh, man. And anybody can come up behind you if they've been putting in the work. And, uh, you know, that's just great to hear, especially the way that you're able to articulate it. Yeah, I appreciate you being able to recognize that, too, because, yeah, you're right. A lot of people just see it for face value. They don't understand everything. It's It's great that... You know, you have people like this podcast where you can actually see the behind the scenes and really get those details if you want to be able to dig into it. And you guys bring on so many good resources. I look up to Greg and hearing the podcast last week with Greg on it, I took so much away and just absorbed that. He's, he's an amazing coach. I would love to hear uh, if you ever guys get um, 
the M80 coach on here, Nick, he's another one of the goats of coaching. Um, there's just so many good coaches. I, I love, I love listening to what they have to say. It's great. There's, there's so many different avenues and ways to approach it, but kind of at the core, it all ends up being the same thing. Uh, but yes, it is. It's interesting here. Like, how are you thinking about it and yeah. what, what's your take? So it, it is very, it's been, it's what's kept us going and doing the podcast this long because it is a video game, but it is competitive and it does have real life translation to it. So, and a lot of things that a lot of us have grown up knowing playing traditional sports, like it does translate over. You just got to convey it the right way to, to your younger audience. So, and you have, you've definitely been the king of that for the last couple of years. I from what we have seen in the bubble scene. I would not, not say the king, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take my wins when, when they come for sure. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a lot of under recognized coaches and people putting in work behind the scenes and, you know, shout out to managers too. I don't think they get enough love, uh, but the managers, nope. they, they really don't, they, they're in there, they're coordinating everything. They're working day and night, um, doing the backbone from they're they're, they're the spine of the team. You know, without the warm ups and the scrims and really digging in to, to get these players the best that they can, these these managers are putting in the work. So shout out to all the managers too. You gotta love it. What do you got, Bucket? Before we go, yeah, so modest man. So what? Um, I know it's easy to just say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna win everything here on out," but <laughs> throughout the entire course of the next of this season, right? Like this is just the very beginning of the season, yeah. and I know it's still a lot of unknowns and how things are going to shake out but give us your take on on your team and also the the format as a whole whatever you like just kind of like whatever i mean the 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 whole thing is exciting again and starting to get to that point where everyone's you know looking forward to the next weekend yeah it's super exciting it's super competitive like i think i got tagged on the dad gaming um they congratulated one of our owns for making the RLCS, which was great. Um, and one of them said, is JC going to get us backstage passes at RLCS? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think people actually understand how competitive it is. It's like to make main event is huge. And it's like a dream of so many people that are in the bubble scene, but to make an actual land and with how competitive it is now, especially with the reduced spots from five to four, it is so competitive. It is insane. So, I mean, that's just like the next level of dream. I think right now we just need to, like for, for our team, our goals short term um, is to be able to make sure that our peak becomes our floor and uh, to, to continue to hone in on that. And I really want to show what we were able to show off on day three for RLCS day. I think if we can show that off, I think we're really going to impress a lot of people and I, I honestly, because we we haven't had scrims against these against these teams, we're kind of untested. We know how um, Omelette has done. They've been doing great. They've been coming what top four in a lot of these tournaments. They've been doing amazing. And we, I'm honestly, we really did great against them. We did it amazing. I don't think they were playing bad. They they took LG uh, to game five. They were playing good against them as well. So like, you know, I I feel. Like our team is untested and if they can hone in, if they can lock in, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think that, that we can really make it pretty far, you know, a Saturday, possibly, maybe, maybe deep Saturday, but we'll, we'll have to see Sunday. Maybe 
it, it, it's it's a bit of an unknown, but that's the fun of the whole thing, right? So can we lock in? How far can we get locked in? From there, how do we improve building? It's a building game, right? We're just going to continue to build on our, on our successes. And I mean, inspirationally, uh, TSM, the bubble team. I think they're probably one of the only bubble teams like did really well and then continued to do well, right? They, they took the game seriously. They built off their successes. Right. I want to follow their footsteps. They're locked in now. They're like, they're a top pro team. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're doing great. I, I would love for our team to kind of follow their footsteps. That would be a huge goal of ours. So, Well, I think you definitely have the mantra going forward, which is make, our, make the peak our floor. And uh, yeah. you definitely have some Ted Lasso vibes about your coaching, which I think right? works very well. Maybe <laughs> that's what it is, man. That's what I it think, is. <laughs> I'm trying to to point my finger on it, and he found this nice coaching vibe and philosophies and these things and um, some experiences, and it's all just coming together. That's so great. Um, hey, we we've gotten to hear the too. the Jesu prep talk speech before <laughs> a game. That's right. And, I know that motivates a lot of people. I should start releasing those. I don't. I, I don't think people hear them, but I made. I you know, I made one for each of the days as well. So I was getting them hyped up with those. <laughs> there you they're, go. They're, they're they're more fun than they are productive. They're, I don't think they're that productive, but they're just a lot of fun. You know. <laughs> That's what yeah. you think. <laughs> I know, right? You, you already know these players are so good. You've you've mentioned it so many times in their their dynamic and individually and all those things, but. As a team, that's what really matters in these moments. So uh, that leads me to my last question. I I just want to know what you think about NA's chances overall throughout the the rest of RLCS. Is there a little the early? No, I know, but you've seen what's ca- <laughs> what's capable here. Like, let's just make a quick prediction. Are we going to show up when it comes to it? Like, is there enough talent on this pool of players and teams? Hmm. And he's still got the work cut out for us. Yeah. Like I, I, I'll, I'll just be. I'll just be real. Um. I feel like um, Europe has had our number for a while. And I'm like, you know, um, I'm not biased in terms of like NAU. Just straight up, the way that they play Rocket League is different. And uh, what I would love to see if we ever get funding or if one of these orgs is, is big enough is I want to take an NA team, like a top NA team, and send them over to Europe. And you get the mechanics, they learn the play style over there. And that's, I think that's how you're going to develop like one of the best teams in the world. But it's, um, it's interesting, you know, um, their play styles are different. Like their, their team cam is there. Um, maybe, maybe NA can do it. I mean, Genji's looking strong and stuff, but I, it's, you it, will never know until a land, right? We're, we're never going to know. And, um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I still feel like you might have a bit of an edge, though. And I, I'm just trying to say it as unbiased as, as possible. That's the, pl- that's the point of the question, though. It's <laughs> like, you don't know. You've killed us a lot of these good quality factual things. But sometimes it's fun to just throw a Hail Mary and say what's going to happen and have yeah. some fun with it. So I think that's a, a pretty... Well, I think a lot of people share that sentiment. Yes. Yeah. And I got one more to end it on from the chat. Bradley Mitchell, the owner of Deleted, wants to know, what do you think about us? Taking Genji to two overtimes and a game off as well as a reverse as reverse sweeping Shopify. Is that a team that that you're looking out for? They've done this. Uh, yeah, I think um, 
okay, first of all, the leader is an amazing team. I think I mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think their team has shown great strides of, uh, once they got picked up from deleted, all of a sudden they, they just start popping off. So I don't know what that's like. We talked about structural stuff too. I, I think maybe the org might have something to do with like, you never know what kind of behind the scenes support they're giving them. Uh, but that team is very strong right now. And I think they're on an upward trend for sure. So yeah, I would definitely watch out for that team. Um, they could, they have the potential to upset some people for sure. I kind of like, I kind of rate RLCS teams in, in North America, kind of like high pro, mid pro, and kind of like unknown, right? And I, I would kind of put them in the mid category. They're, they're, they're solid. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting weekend with the teams that have made it through and yeah. uh, the long off season and everybody getting back into their rhythms. Um, like there's, there is the potential of, Oh, it's who we thought was going to be there. But there is that exciting portion right now that could be, oh, wait, they this team is doing really well and we didn't think we'd ever see them here. So it, it's going to be a very interesting weekend of RLCS. And I'm just glad I don't have to work. So I get to watch it all. Yeah, yeah. well, that's uh, the best part of the weekend for most people, right? Yep. Watching RLCS, <laughs> making your whole family watch it. That's what you do, yes. <laughs> I'm like, if you're coming in this room, you're watching this. This is, you, it's all you, it is gonna be on. Well, Jesu, we can't wait. Thank wait, you wait, enough. wait. Oh, I wait, got one more got? question. I keep saying okay. it, and then I keep thinking of these things because <laughs> we just talked about it, right? Like Jesu mentioned, the org maybe behind them. Have you guys been approached by anybody? Have you been um, now leaks? that you're in that? Yeah, that top sixteen. I mean, I'm sure people are like, "Ooh, let me let me give these guys yeah. a look." I, I don't think I can talk about. Who's approached us? There's been a few, um, but I will say uh, the team is definitely entertaining for opportunities right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good time to potentially pick up the young whippersnappers because uh, we we got a team stream coming up on Friday. So it's a really good chance to get some exposure. So if there's any orgs out there listening or potentially interested in getting into the RLCS, um, you never know what can happen. Uh, feel free to reach out to one of the members on the team and, you know, um, maybe we can make something happen. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely open to org offers right now, for sure. Yeah, you're inheriting one of, like, we will vouch for you all day. I know you'll uh-huh. see those vouches on Twitter, but this is a real, like, honest to God, like, someone you want in your corner if you want to, you know, continue up the mount. So, um any last words from you, Jesu? I know Hoosier's going to probably bring us out here in a minute. He really wants to um, keep it under an hour because it's really helpful for us. But um, no, nothing more from me. I just appreciate you guys for again sharing, you know, the side of the RLCS and the stories that a lot of people don't get to hear. So I love listening to your podcast, and I appreciate you guys for having me on. Well, we appreciate you for coming on. This was last minute, and you were gracious enough to join us up here, as always. Uh, before we go, uh, what are your socials? Where can people find you? Yeah, I should rename my socials, but it's, J- <laughs> it's JSU Design on, um, on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. Um, it's JSU on Discord, if you want to get in touch with me. Um, and I just recently got a Wikipedia page. Yay. It's got yeah, a few other- finally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got a few other links on there if you want to look me up with some other details or past coaching experience, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Bucket and Hoosier Show. You can find us on every major podcast platform if you just caught the end of the stream. Um, we always take questions. Love hearing comments. Please like and share and be sure to add us to your library. And from us, have a good night. Catch you all later. Bye.